Hello and welcome to another episode of Getting to Know You. I'm your host, Jen Dawson, and joining me today is Dr. Harper Price. Dr. Price is the Division Chief and Fellowship Director of Pediatric Dermatology at Phoenix Children's Hospital, Clinical Assistant Professor at the University of Arizona College of Medicine, and Assistant Professor of Dermatology at the Mayo Clinic College of Medicine and Science. She's been a part of PEDRA from nearly the beginning having served on PEDRA's membership committee in the past, and is currently serving on PEDRA's grants committee and best practices task force. Welcome, Dr. Price. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Jen. I'm super happy to be here. Excited to uh, finally see faces again, and um, hopefully this will be uh, something that will be helpful to our audience. So glad to join you. Great. Well, thank you. Um, so Dr. Price, if you could just tell me, how did you get into pediatric dermatology? Yeah, that I wish I had a short answer for that. And I, uh, even as a as a physician, it wasn't something I ever thought I would be. And I sort of fell into medicine and fell into dermatology, and then fell into pediatric dermatology through amazing mentorship in my dermatology program with uh, Dr. Andrea Zangline. And uh, I tell you, I thought I wanted to be a proceduralist, and I still am. But I, I do procedures on children and found a love of research um, in pediatric dermatology through my fellowship at NYU with Dr. Seth Orlo and Julie Schaefer. So um, it's just been a wandering, I guess, adventure for me, and I couldn't be happier with, with where I've ended up. I think I, I made some excellent choices and had some really influential people in our field uh, help me kind of pave the way. That's so exciting. I hear from just about everybody in these getting to know you interviews that they were inspired by their mentors to go into pediatric dermatology. And I think it's really cool that that's the common thread that all of you have. And it really makes me understand why this group is so collaborative and, and um, just so warm and friendly. And it's all because you've all been inspired by these great leaders and mentors in the field. It's true. I mean, we are a small group, right? And I think um, dermatology is a large field, although we still always need more dermatologists. Pediatric dermatology is super small. And because of that, we've all come together in amazing ways and just really reiterates the need for us to continue to mentorship other people, to mentorship, you know, junior faculty coming up and even medical students that have never heard of pediatric dermatology. Yeah. We're really even trying to start from the bottom up of people that um, to get exposed early. I, I didn't even know what dermatology was when I was a medical student and, uh, you know, didn't do a planned rotation and much less pediatric dermatology. So I think, um, you know, we want to broaden our audience and really inspire people because this is a really, really cool field to be in. I mean, I'm biased, but I have to say the community welcomes you. The meetings are amazing. Pedra's amazing. Um, you know, I think when you, I remember my first experience going to SPD, it is, um, you feel like you met your family. <laughs> that's, that's how I would explain it. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's so true. And it's so great to hear, um, you know, a member of our network say that because as an employee, I felt the same way. Like I came on as a contract employee for just a few hours a week to kind of help um, our executive director, Sheila Rittenberg at the time, get the membership program really going. And, and it was like six months maybe into it. And I was like, this is it. Like, I want to make a career out of working with this network. This is amazing. The people yeah. and the energy. We're happy that you did because it's amazing <laughs> to work with you. And it was amazing to work with Sheila. And I think that kickoff of this organization initially, I mean, I remember I wasn't a part of the very, very initial conversations, but I was, I was there early on, as you said, and 
Sheila and, and some of our key leaders in the SPD. I mean, it just, it was such a, it's just a, I guess a bringing together of people that really worked and meshed that, that kicked this all off. I, you know, I think it's a, you know, kind of, it takes a village and the yes. people that we had initially, it's just propagated itself, um, you know, through the values of PEDRA of working with young investigators involving, um, you know, patient support groups, advocacy groups, and our industry partners has been this amazing melding of really great relationships and in a really professional patient way, which I think is so cool. Um, you know, I, I think it's, I've learned so so much, even as a, a mid-career person now, I hate to say that, it makes me feel old, but um, I feel like I still can take advantage of all the junior things that Pedra has to offer, you know, and, and I always do, and um, I have people that are um, higher up in their careers to mentor me, and I can mentor younger people, and it's it's been a great opportunity, and, and SBD really helped foster Pedra, and now Pedra's just taken off immensely and um, just it's a fun organization to be around. I think even for people that aren't sure they want to do research, uh, you know, matter where you are in your career, it's a welcoming group and there's, you know, you don't have to dive right in. You can kind of see what it's about and, uh, and go from there. So I, I think it really offers a lot. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, I think so too. And, and I love that, um, yeah, there's something for everybody in the network. Like if you just want to dip your toe in the water and support research, you can. If you want to lead research, you can. If you want to be mentored or if you want to mentor someone else, those are all opportunities there, which is really exciting. Yeah. Talking about research, can you talk a little bit about your specific area of focus and maybe how you got there? Yes, I, I will say I'm a bit about organized chaos because I like a lot of things. <laughs> I like to do a lot of different types of um research on different topics. So uh, one of the big groups that I'm, you know, um, a part of is the birthmark group. And so we, I have a big interest in congenital nevi, which is a really, which are birthmarks or moles from, from birth that can have some other co health consequences. And so I like fields where there really is not a lot known about uh, the, the condition or the treatments so that we can help patients and families and our, and our scientific knowledge and innovation to sort of go to the next level. So birthmark group's been one of my main groups that I've participated in in CMN projects, um, vascular anomalies, hemangiomas, and I, I work with Beth Drolet on the vascular overgrowth study as well. We've been participating in that since the beginning. It's been wonderful. Um, and then the Stark group, so the group that deals with, um, you know, cutaneous malignancies and reactions to uh, uh, drugs and things like that. I have a really big interest in you know patients that are going through transplant, what happens to their skin, graft versus host disease, uh, targeted medications. I mean, there's all these amazing new medications, even for melanoma, that cause different side effects in the skin. And we're really trying to integrate with our pediatric hematology, oncology, you know, uh, transplant colleagues to really broaden the relationship to help these patients. Because before, dermatologists really weren't involved um, on the pediatric side. So working with that group has been really, really great. I think um, rare diseases are one of my favorite things as well. So I do some industry-sponsored trials uh, that, you know, with some of the, the industry partners that Pedro works with. And I also do some investigator-initiated things on my own um, when rare diseases. And then I collaborate with Pedro in a lot of the projects. And that's been really helpful, I would say, you know, for me personally, as well as my career and publications. So it's I've learned a lot from these mentors and the groups and these group leads. Wow, Dr. Price, that's a lot. You talk about organized chaos and 
And it does, it seems like a lot. And I know that you are working really diligently in each of those areas. I know that you've got a lot of things going in each of those areas. What would you say from like a mentoring perspective to somebody else who's trying to maybe hone their niche or is, you know, maybe working through some of the same organized chaos that you work through? What would you, what advice would you give? That's a great question. I, I, I actually think that um, the PEDRA meetings are a great place to start. Um, I think the PEDRA meetings are a place to infiltrate, go up to people. It's very friendly. Talk about your interests and jump into projects and see if you like them. The only way you can, it's kind of that failure to launch. If you keep thinking about what you might be interested in, not sure which way to go, talk to somebody. If you get enthused and jazzed by a conversation, uh, with somebody, whether they're, you know, at your same level, uh, you know, and in, in training and, and where you're at in your career or someone that's a mentor, a senior mentor, go, everyone's friendly, go up to people, talk to people, pick their brain. Is there something that really stimulates your interest that gets you going, that gets your brain thinking, write down your ideas during these meetings. I mean, I'm always writing, jotting down notes from PEDRA meetings. So I think PEDRA meetings are, are a great place to start. And I think what's so neat is that as a mid-career person, I can be working on a project and I've got people that are junior coming up that I can help. And then I've got someone amazing like Alona Frieden that's helping me edit a paper. And I get to work with her in that capacity that I never thought that I, that I would. Um, you know, I hate. So, so it's, it's, you know, I, I just think um, you have to, you have to jump in and, and it is good to focus your career on a couple of things. I think that's what I was always taught as, as an academician and, you know, pick your areas of interest and publish on that and you will become more well-known, but, you know, be thoughtful about it. I think, you know, I, I like a lot of things and maybe someone looks at my publication and goes, wow, she's all over the place, but I have some overarching themes and I've really mm -hmm. integrated into the, the, the fields that really stimulate my interest and that I'm excited about. If you get into something and it's not for you, you finish the project and, you know, you can switch. I think that's what's so neat about PEDRA is you can be involved in several different groups. Yeah. Um, but I would say, caution, make sure you execute and finish. Um, don't, yes. don't sign up for everything and then not show up. And that would be a word of caution is, you know, maybe narrow it down. I'm going to pick two or three things at this meeting I want to get involved in. See mm. what, what opportunities may come about. Maybe you have an opportunity to be a lead and take that and finish it. And, and that mm. would be my advice. Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. Start somewhere and then see it through. And if it's not right, that's fine. Move on, but see it through. Yeah. And maybe it is the right thing. And, and your, your whole world can just blossom and explode out of that. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, where do you see research, I guess, um, particularly with PEDRA now as this fully realized network that is turning out a lot of research. Like where do you see research in the space within the next like five to 10 years? Yeah, I think, I think we're more and more connected, right? With, with uh, COVID and just our meeting mm. and, and we're able to meet and do a lot of projects without actually meeting face-to-face. -face. And I think that's amazing. I think all of our institutional re review boards or uh, for other for non-physician uh, medical medical um, ethics boards that we have to report to that we're becoming more and more collaborative so we're developing contracts within institutions that make research easier to do and I think that's going to become more and more the norm so that we're really facilitating these projects much quicker uh, we're reaching out to each other and across the country and across the world uh, I see mm -hmm. much more international collaboration probably and just throughout the country uh, so we're we're going to reach out and do multi-site 
things for rare diseases where we haven't been able to get everybody together and agree before. And I think technology is going to play a huge part in that. I also think with the advancing science of our mm. pharmaceutical partners, mm. um, so many new drugs for things like epidermolysis villosa mm. and overgrowth syndromes that I think um, is really exciting. And I, I think that, you know, the, the, um, the pharmaceuticals for rare diseases, especially the that affect our young children is going to be super cool and, and it's exciting. And so I think uh, you know, new therapies, targeted medications, innovations in the way we do research and how we connect with each other is really mm. going to push pediatric dermatology, I hope, to be, you know, a field that a lot of people want to go into um, yeah. for academics, for science, for research. I think we're kind of known for that now. We are becoming mm. more known. And so, um, you know, a lot of people here locally in Phoenix, we have a few residency programs. A lot of people look to our institution to come work with us for research because we are so collaborative with Pedra, and I'll say my last comment would be working between specialists. So mm. I've started to collaborate here locally with my um, my GI group, inflammatory bowel group, and we mm. may indeed throw a Pedra project idea into the loop of collaborating with other groups that work with their GI groups. So mm. I think even outside of our specialty, things that overlap, we're going to be able to work within departments um, and in I'm so glad you said that. I think there is so much value in partnering with people outside of the specialty. So many of the diseases are, they share so many comorbidities and it just makes sense for everybody to be involved and to collaborate. Um, I want to go back to um, the pharmaceutical industry topic really quickly. I know that you are involved with industry and I'm just wondering, how did you get involved in that space? <laughs> That's a good question too. I I, I often think about how did I end up here? I think, um, you know, in residency, we, we were exposed to clinical trials and, I, and it was when biologics for psoriasis were really just hitting, hitting the mm. road and becoming so prolific. And I kind of understood that it was going on. It wasn't directly involved, but my attendings and mentors would talk about research and I thought, wow, that's really cool. Um, we had some basic science labs at PCH too. So I, I always have that in the background. The, um, the, the industry partnership you know, I think came about because when I joined PCH, Dr. Hansen, our, our predecessor, you know, did, did do some, some research prior with industry and moving into the rare disease focus, there are so few of us that have expertise that I think it was a mutual reaching out of, you know, you seem to have this interest. Can we talk to you about our company and about our, um, you know, investigational drugs? Mm -hmm. and, it, and it fostered that. And I found that working with industry, we're actually able to get a lot of advocacy for rare diseases and patients and families uh -huh. and a lot of other things. It's, it's a very good give and take. Um, uh -huh. We do the research, we can actually have input on protocol development, um, how the drug might be um, put out to market to help our patients and families. You know, it's one thing to develop a great drug. If patients can't afford it or it's not available, it doesn't, doesn't help us. So I, I feel that I, I've, I've joined that group because I've because of the advocacy that I like to do and I, and I love the science. I think one big thing was having connections within uh, pediatric dermatology is a lot of my colleagues knew that I was interested in research um, and they would put the, you know, put your name forward. Like, you know, we can't do the study, mm. but reach out to Dr. Price because she might. And so a lot of people would email me from different industries and say, you know, Dr. Eichenfeld recommended that we reach out to you or, or um, you know, Dr. Abair recommended we reach out to you. And so it was really, I think, an internal collaboration of people knowing I put myself out there. Yes, I do mm -hmm. trials and it happened. So mm -hmm. it's cool. 
That's so cool. Um, while you were describing your relationship with them, I had this lovely image of you being this bridge between industry and patients. And it's, it's just like inspiring because being like, you know, obviously like a patient myself, sometimes you feel like drugs are just developed in a vacuum and they don't have any idea what we actually really need or can afford. And then there are um, physician scientists like you who step in and are the voice for the patient and yet also understand the science and the value in what the industry company is trying to do too. It's just, I'm, it's, I'm so excited that we have people like you working on projects with industry like that. That's so cool. Yeah. And your, your point's well taken, Jenna. I mean, I think a lot of people do have that idea, you know, especially in just general medicine. Oh, you know, my blood pressure medicine's $500. Nobody cares what I have to say. And, you know, and it's, I think, I think for me, forwarding the science, I had to have that alliance with, with industry, with pharmaceuticals, Mm. but it's a fine line, right? I mean, I think that we always have to balance Mm -hmm. what, what we're really in it for. And for me, I've been able to find that balance by being an advocate for the patients and families making sure that if something's going to come out, at least I put my two cents in about this needs to be applicable. We need to have programs to be able to get this to market. And also, you know, what's interesting is these industries collect a lot of data on rare diseases. And just as a inquisitive scientist, I want Mm. that data. (laughs) And they don't fear it and they put the money behind it and get it. And so I think we can learn to collaborate in ways that benefit the science and the patient and our, and our, and our innovation and, and our need for, for further knowledge as scientists. And I think what's really important is that people that are involved in pharma also see patients. Like you said, you have to keep it real. You have to be in touch with what your families want and need. It can't be driven only by us, you know, as investigators. Mm-hmm. I always tell people keep, even if you really love pharmaceuticals, keep seeing patients because it grounds you. It, it brings you back to what's really important. Mm, really well said. Um, Dr. Price, I feel like we could sit here and talk all day. There are so many questions I have for you, but in the interest of time, I will move to my last question. Okay. Is, are you willing to share with our listeners and viewers something personal about you, like a little hobby or a hidden talent maybe? Yes, I, I definitely will. Um, I oh, I have a lot of, I don't have a lot of hidden talents, but things that I like to do. <laughs> I, you know, I love photography uh, as a lot of, I think, dermatologists do. And um, it's something, it's a hobby. I wish I could, sometimes I think in my retirement plan that that's what I really want to do. And I've been always hesitant to do self-portraits, but I've been inspired by some of the art and photography and the fine art photography I've been seeing uh, during the pandemic, had a little bit more time just to look to see what's out there. And so I started exploring some self portraits and some composition work, which is where you kind of put yourself into a different environment in the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you, getting in front of the camera instead of being behind it, uh, taking the picture is, is really interesting. And it's been a fun way to explore and really build confidence in myself. So um, that's that's been really fun. I've set up little photo shoots in my house and I just play around and I learn and I work with Photoshop and some of it's horrible and some of it's kind of okay. And and that's where I'm at. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Uh, that's awesome. You should send over a portrait that I can include in the interview. I think that- Oh my gosh, I will. <laughs> the sharing I'm still working on. It's, it's um, but 
but yes, I would, I, yeah, I do in all honesty, I do take photos. I mean, I, I love photography. It's a, an expensive hobby that I definitely let myself do and taking pictures in the desert here and of friends and family. I have a, yeah, so that, that, that's been awesome for me. And it's, I always tell people, it's probably the one thing I do that I don't actively think about work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a way for me to really, um, yeah. something else. So yeah, and it's fun. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Dr. Price. It was so lovely chatting with you and getting to know you. And thank you for all of your wonderful work and contributions in the field. Anytime, Jen. Thank you for what you do and doing this. Um, Very enjoyable to chat with you. And I look forward to seeing you hopefully in October. (laughs) Yes, me too. Thank you so much to Dr. Price for joining us for a great getting to know you today. Be sure to follow Pedra in our app. You can check out more interviews for getting to know you along with other educational material in the Pedra app available for uh, Mac and uh, Android devices. You can also like and subscribe our YouTube channel and you can check us out online at www.pedraresearch.org. We'll see you back here next time for our next episode.